Okay, well, Jacob, today's topic, uh, predetermined. This is a rare moment in the Uncle Eddie podcast. We had a predetermined topic. Uh, <laughs> we'll still veer back toward uh, our disenchantment with American public policy. Well, I'll start off general. with a disenchantment with the absurdity of our topic is the idea that we need to build a wall, one, that we need to, two, that it'll work, and three, that there's not. any sense of logic or ethics or morality to the whole idea. There is none. So I don't know what we're going to talk about unless we just keep saying what a dumb idea. Right, yeah. I, we could do that for 30 minutes and not lose uh, any effect, I think. I, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a dumb idea for a lot of reasons instead of just uh, a ton of reasons. I mean, it, it is. It really is going to be tough for us not to just complain because it, it's kind of on its face uh, a bad idea, and then philosophically it's a bad idea, and then in its effect it's going to be a really bad idea because sure. oh, yeah. it'll cost a ton of money that could be used elsewhere, and it will you know, further soil our already denigrated image in the mind of the global populace, which well, I it, guess it, isn't a concern for Well, these as people. much as that, it'll be a long reminder that we're all assholes. Yeah, but it's you also know, it'll, terrible It will affect for... me negatively by the fact that we even built it, and yes. its existence will always remind me that, hey, you know, we're, on, we're not out of the Stone Age here. Well, you know that we're only beautifying the American side. I'm sure you've heard that. But... Well, actually, I hear there's an argument that... Um, Mexico said, look, put the put the wall on your side because we're taking the Rio Grande. And then and America says, no, no, we're claiming that thing. We're putting the wall on your side uh, so we can have the Rio Grande on our side, to, to which this is just all typical of how this whole, the absurdity not, of the whole argument is. Uh, not to mention, it's horrific for tons of endangered species for which this is their migration path. Sure. Oh, yeah. That's just one of many, 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 many. Of the un, uh, of the unintended, actually, I think some of those consequences are intended because they reinforce the power that the people who think building the uh, wall exhibits. They're doing it for the power look. They're doing it for the power effect. Uh, they calm their their bloodlust down a little bit. Nobody, I don't think any reasonable person believes it's going to work. I think, like the TSA, people are going to be reassured by the false act. Uh, and, I don't and, think. I mean, who's going to be reassured at it? It's it's got a it's it's a quintile of the population. It's not many people, well, and, who, and even who, them. It's the same people that think they're safe because TSA is feeling them up at the airport. Yeah, but again, I, I think that's this minority, this hugely no, hugely un, loud, undercounted, <laughs> not not even loud. No, no, they're just given equal time on the airways. They're not louder. They. It's just that, as I said in a previous episode, you have to have somebody from the other side. And so they're given the same amount of nonsense space. And what, what you end up with is something that's going to be bad in every respect, except for, uh, 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 I think, our eventual political future. I think that, that's going to have the same effect in... It, it's, it's the kind of thing that you know, progressives didn't realize was going to be another positive with Trump, that people are becoming so angry at just the very idea of 
some of these policies mm-hmm. that you know it's it's going it, i think we'll have so a So you think the wall will increase the already increasing level of activism and civic engagement well it has to because look at what happened with dakota access pipeline I, i'm sorry but oil pipelines yeah they're dangerous for water supplies uh potentially but if you want to look at you know overall numbers pipelines are safer than trucking oil pipelines are safer than rail for shipping oil but Those pipelines are don't have to go through areas that are they sacred do. land of course and they been. do of course they do they I mean, don't have to they can go around well but they, sure i don't know how big the areas are and i don't know that argument other than i disagree with canadian oil going to the international market through our country and calling it jobs for us agreed that's the especially lie. because <clears throat> when you look at the jobs numbers it's in the dozens if you're lucky oh you're at the end it's 35 100. people in the end but uh, but don't let me don't let my saying that it's safer to deliver oil through a pipeline than it is to truck or, or ship or uh, travel by rail. To, as my saying that I agree with th- that pipeline necessarily existing, it's just that we have to be measured and, and honest with our oh, yeah, you have to do the You have to do the cost-benefit for everything you do. And the wall, we're not doing the cost-benefit. Well, well, they've done the, the cost-benefit on Colbert. <laughs> Did you see Colbert uh, uh, arrange a team of people? It's going to cost... Not a seven hundred something billion. It's going to take two hundred years to complete. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, with, with what they actually want it to do, which sure. is to you know, not you can't tunnel under it, and it has to be. At one point, Trump said that it, they're using be this feet figure. Yeah, exactly. It would have to be a hundred feet sure. because of, he said it'll be taller than the ceiling in this room, and he's in some huge venue. Sure. Sure. Which you know, and and what they're saying is eighteen feet, which is like you can buy a ladder. It's much isn't higher it, than eighteen isn't feet. The whole thing, though. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, this is the danger for me: is that. This whole concept is so ludicrous that yeah. I think the reason we have the conversation is because the guys in the room get a ball and a row over it, and they still they still get their testosterone up over flexing what they they think is their muscle. But they are that also, when the rubber beats the road. Yeah, and they well, hire there's Mexican, no roads down there. Yet. No, well, they're going to hire Mexican labor to sure, use Russian steel to build a Canadian pipeline. Steel, uh, and at the end of the day, it, I. I well, I say pipeline. Uh, confuse the use of Mexican labor and, and Russian steel. <laughs> They're going to do the same thing to build the wall. Uh, at least with the pipeline, you get oil at the end. This way, we get a, a fractured society, a scar across Southwest. More, uh, uh, more devastate, as you mentioned. Uh, what it does to the species. ecology is immeasurable. Uh, there's just no upside to it at all, except for the steel mill and the Mexican laborers that get the day jobs for seven and a quarter an hour. <laughs> yeah, if they're lucky. And, of course, they're paying it. Uh, the right likes to say that, you know, these people are benefiting from government programs and not paying taxes, but it's the complete opposite. They're paying taxes and often they're unable actually, to. They're the equivalent, and everybody with a brain knows this. They're the equivalent of well, modern-day slaves. That's they really, I, I they're the equivalent of modern-day slaves. Ann Coulter has a brain. You know, Who? Ann Coulter. I mean, I mean, these people have brains. It, we. we Oh, oh, well, the manipulators, of course, they have the brains. Yeah. I'm talking about the followers. The manipulators I, I, are I, in I it disagree. for the run. No, I think the followers have brains. It's that, it's that, look, man, there's a lot of money that's put into figuring out how to manipulate people's minds. And people with minds have brains. The, the trouble the, is, I mean, you know, you, you, we're manipulated, uh, too, if you want okay. to say in the a very, In a very right. literal sense, yeah, everybody's got a brain, and, and the brains are manipulated by experts. I would suggest... That's we're into a semantics muck. Well, no, I, I think easy, this is kind of the crux of the problem because it, this this, this brings us to partisanship because parties are the removal of the brain from the equation. The par- the parties sure. 
are, are these people who walk up to a do not walk sign and there's no traffic and they wait yeah. for the walk sign. Sure. They, 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 they've removed their... Because it's secure. They don't have to worry about anything. They're, they know they're but it, safe. But it isn't really. It has the sheen of security. Well, in in like the near term, it certainly feels That's the whole... You got to you got to make them believe they're happy. You got to make them believe they're unhappy. But in the long yeah. run, we're not making decisions based on the long view. We're making decisions based on the market, the quarter, and the election cycle, and those are going right. to yeah. f profit, us in the end. Profit, profit, and the election cycle, which are so interwoven now that they're interesting. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. But but I think that that can bring us back to the amount of rage that is increasing among the populace, not just the left, as I was reading this article on a Breitbart or something yesterday that was called uh, <laughs> The like Civil War is Challenge here. yourself by reading that side, too. I yes. do. I have to yeah, admit, I, like, I do. I, like I to consume read it the other media. I, yeah. But, uh, but so the title was The Civil War. The, the Civil War is here. Or, or maybe it was A Civil War is here. And the whole idea was it comes back to the, what, the same thing the left does, which is to take the right and confer on it powers and organization that it doesn't have. And, and you give it strength when you mischaracterize it. And they <clears throat> mischaracterize the left, quote, the left, by saying that it's, it's basically this huge tendril bogeyman <laughs> that is, you know, everywhere, and it's, it's innately evil. And, you know, that just doesn't reflect reality. But it all falls into the polarization that we've taken upon ourselves, that, that you're either for yes. or against every single thing. And if you have no position, then I will assign you one in my own mind. You, can't, <laughs> you cannot assume neutrality in anything. By yeah. your association, you're guilty. And I think that's kind of permeated the way we're thinking as a society. Yes. Now, we don't go into but it's, what's the mutual benefit. It's are you for me but or I against do. me? It's monkey see, monkey do. And what do we see? We see that occurring on these Fox, media on shows. Fox News. See, yeah, <laughs> they, it's not Fox News, man. It's, it's twenty-four-hour news, and it's, it's, it's your all, nightly it's, news. It's, it's, it's all of them. taking kids' gloves for two minutes to an issue that deserves a surgical scalpel and an hour. And and, and that's the funny thing is you have comedians do, doing what journalists traditionally were, were tasked with doing. Taken twenty minutes to look at an issue, sixty minutes. You know, yeah. it's still one of those that, that tries to do it sometimes, but it it's as beholden as anybody else that's that, that's involved well, it, in this process, which is just to. It's up to the comedians and the artists. I think we had that in our first. Uh, what happens to the society as we go down the toilet? It's up to the comedians and the artists and the creatives to save us in some capacity because those are the ones that are not afraid to skewer. They, they're the first to say the King has no clothes. Yeah. Uh, but then they have to do the, it well enough for the masses. To well, that's why they work because the masses that. respond to that. And they're, they, if they're not, as you would say, waiting for the, for the stop sign to tell them to go again, uh, the, the artists are the ones that move people, the ones that move me. And of course, that's why one of the first things, uh, well, let's just say when people take over countries, the things they do away with first is open media, and then they do away with arts and culture. Everybody wears the same sure. color. Yeah, let's which go. is where Dadaism came from. I mean, that's the... Yeah. It, so. it, it, it has... The, the funny thing is it's just like that effect that this just nonsensical policies that Trump advocates and pushes uh, will have the reverse effect, which is to inspire and 
refranchise people in the need to get involved and to get their bodies into the streets and and you know uh, petition the government for redress of grievances. Okay, here's the big one for you then. Okay, what's next? Where do I go to complain? I'm I am of the attitude that I'm ready to get involved. I'm ready to risk my name and my reputation and my business and all those things. Uh, my business, in fact, I'll say to the audience, is doing what I'm doing now. So you might lose this podcast, but <laughs> I'm ready to throw down. Uh, yeah. I I don't want to buy a gun, and I don't necessarily want to punch anybody. <laughs> you but buy I'm, a gun. I'm I'm pretty darn sure that. Uh, the, I've written some postcards. I've made some phone calls. Okay. I've done a whole phone lot calls of emails, are the most important. Signed a lot of petitions. If you want to talk about at least making the senator or congressperson sleep queasily, phone calls. I, I mean, did the phone call. I the phone calls. Yeah. But at the end it, of the it day, it definitely works I, at the state level. I, I mean, that's where they're flesh. way more amenable to a flood of you know brigading. Oh, as, well, the as closer the, the home, the more impact you have yes. in every case. Oh hell yeah! yeah Fewer once, filters. You start at your city councilman; they remember every single phone call. Mm-hmm. Your state representative probably remembers thirty percent of them. Your sure. senator only hears how many people said yes. A thousand. Man, that's a lot. They don't hear anything except the <laughs> grand total. Yeah. Well, they're not going to hear your individual. Carpet. Oh hell no! Not even remotely. But. Uh, just real quick to see how good at math you are, if you just know the stat. Seventeen. Uh, what's you were, you're backwardsly right. Uh, what's uh, 435 uh, divided by 330 million? Uh, we have That's a big number. Yeah, man, 711,000 uh, constituents per House member, and in the Constitution it says that you can't have more than. Yeah, I, I'll get this wrong. You can look it up, but because it's in the main text, and then there was an amendment in the uh, early 19 teens. Uh, to change it, but it used to be that it was the same one where you would uh, your legislature, your state legislature, used to elect your house yeah, members. Yeah, pushed them forward. Or whatever. Well, they they literally yeah. voted on them. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you know you would you would tell who, you know who you want to vote for. You know that that was that's the republic aspect of it, and it was changed to popular <laughs> vote. But at the same time, they took out they, they froze how many uh, people were going to be in the house because if if you still had the same number. I did the math one time. Yeah. It would be like yeah. 9,000 yeah, representatives. They man. wouldn't fit in that 2,000-year-old chamber they meet But doesn't in, that man. sound right? Sure. Doesn't that sound oh, right? Yeah, 9,000? That sounds like the Star Wars Senate. Yeah. Tons and tons oh, yeah. of people there. I mean, that's what we and, need is, is a house like that. It would become harder <clears> for corporations to lobby and easier for you to keep track of what your individual legislator was doing. I don't, I, you know, there's no movement right now to do that, but that would be an interesting reform. Uh, so to that, sidebar, that, I guess. that um, a, a much higher degree of person-to-person contact, I guess, if they represented a much smaller number of people, they would respond to them. And I think we would have a more likely uh, uh, I think chance of so, having citizen legislators, folks who really that, go in uh, there for six years. and The then... people that are making the laws that we seem to be kowtowing to, um, I think they really, really, really don't really I think they just, they don't care. They've lost track of us completely. It's one hundred percent now. And there's some of them even saying outright, "Oh, you know, we don't really care. We're going to say we're going to people that are lobbying us that are leaning real hard." And then you look at their math. I got a six hundred thousand dollar check last week, and I'm voting mm-hmm. completely conscious free for this thing. That's a that that destroys uh, two hundred thousand people. Yeah. Well, and uh, that's, they, and that's, they do that with regularity. Sure. And, and part of that it's, can be traced to gerrymandering in these safe districts, which because uh, they're safe and they can yes. get away with that kind. And and the, but these are both parties. 
You know, these are majority minority districts. They they sit down. Yeah, but we lost. I would say we. I the agree. The blue side lost more in gerrymandering than the in the long side term. Did. Yeah, at this yeah. point, yes. Yeah. Uh, but it, and it, some it, courts, it, some courts turning some of that back into reality. Yeah. Maybe we're going to have to be more considerate. I, I think it just still it brings me back to the nature of the problem as I see it, which is partisanship, because it allows people to just turn up and vote R or vote D, and, and yeah, R is scarier for someone like you or me, but. At the end of the day, it's the same damn mentality. You have these people who seed their decision making process, and it's sad, man. I mean, because I, I give you uh, credit for your optimism and your. Um, I think you think too much more people than I do. I, I just I, like to look at I it think, from like, what's how do we solve it? And, and it's it's. Well, got, I don't think it, people want it solved. I don't. Th- I think people they don't Agreed. necessarily like they don't like the discord. But they, if you said herding, you're right. Well, the devil you know. We, right. We want to be comfortable in the herd. Uh, the same guy who goes and there's nobody there, he goes to the stoplight and he wakes and there's no traffic and there's no reason. He just waits for his instructions. If a group of people came along and broke the law, he'd go with them in a heartbeat. He would. If they same as along, if they all waited. He'd do what the crowd did. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of proof of that. Uh, people like that. They don't want to have to think their way through it, which Some is the reason do. I think we've crossed the Rubicon. Yeah. People want the pablum they're eating now. They don't want to change. They don't want to change it, even if it's poison. I completely it's the agree. Devil in them. I completely agree uh, that, uh, as you say, we, we've reached kind of an impasse of, of non-interaction in kind of a fundamental worldview sort of way. But I think that that is it's, it. It comes back to Socrates, man. It, the masses aren't right or wrong because they're good or evil. It's happenstance. It's who was able to lead them that way. And we can lead people into the right direction and trick them, if we have to, into holding a a, a morally upright position. And I think that's where we need to start doing what uh, what the side we think is evil does, which is to trick people into having, you know, socially conscious, uh, uh, kind outlooks. You know, I completely agree that that well, I think you just you, what you said is that we can get our ring, our finger through the ring in their nose and pull them our way. Right now, the other side has got the the ring in the nose and is pulling them their way. Mm-hmm. But how do we how do we get them to pull sex. them our way? How do we? Uh, you use sex. You sell socialism with sex. You make it. Well, sexy. maybe you do. The Democrats aren't sexy. The Democrats are a disfigured old hag. You know, but. Uh, you know, the, uh, but that's the, why we need to. I mean, really, I think the answer is to just. But, but we're not, we're not going to see this, at least not now. And it's the funny thing is that 2018 and 2020 should be in the bag, but they aren't because I don't know if you've looked at the Democrats' popularity numbers, but they're lower than Trump's and the GOP's. I don't necessarily doubt that. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of the structure of the Democratic system. Oh, but if we just had a party, diaspora, man, if that, we just uh, if, if if you just had somebody in, but you're not going to see it again because the media is owned by that two party system. Oh but yeah. But if you had, oh yeah, if you had new media, really, you know, lots of these YouTube people just saying, "Hey, I'm a big time. You know, I believe in liberal ideals. I believe in freedom, but." I can no longer support the Democratic Party as they are. That doesn't mean I won't support individual Democrats, and that doesn't mean that I'm not open to listening to a case to be stated. But as it is, they are much more a part of the problem than they could ever be at finding solutions. And so let's, as a whole, as Democratic voters, look for third-party alternatives until the Democrats can win us back. 
Well, part of the reason the Democrat, the formal Democratic Party hasn't done something similar is they're afraid that uh, uh, Bernie will sweep in and fill the void and usurp all their power. Well, yeah. Because the, 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 I mean, the, the pimple the is pussed up and ready to pop, and they're afraid if yeah. it pops that, uh, that Bernie wins the pus. And a, the ooze. No, no, no. <laughs> That's he a bad analogy. The, he wins but, the, the, the body that is that is better able to. Well, maybe he will. Maybe he will. I. Uh, I mean, that's what they were most afraid of. That's what the the. Well, that's the why the system was. That's afraid why we're of. having why, this conversation. Exactly. That's they why were Trump afraid of him. Yeah. And and uh, uh, losing control. It's the devil, you man. know, Ed. It's the devil, you know, man. And Bernie is. We, we just are not yet comfortable enough with saying that everybody in the country is deserving of. Food and shelter and warmth. No, but you say we uh, we and we never had an option. Bernie was never viable in, in the real world. In the real the, world, he was viable, but he wasn't in the Beltway and he wasn't in well, the media, the, and that's why he wasn't people, given time. And the people who the 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 Illuminati of politics, whoever makes that call, I mean, and it's, it's the, pretty well disclosed. They threw everything they could at him, and they propped up Hillary. And they, so the, the we had the illusion of choice. They only threw a little and, bit at him. They mostly ignored him, which is the the death knell. That's that, yeah, it's you, even worse. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the real even. editorial. Here's the tarmac where Trump might land. We're skipping Bernie doing a, a policy address. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, you, yeah. I mean, which literally. Yeah, that's what they were. Oh, doing. very literally. Yeah. I, on the, I don't know if yeah. I told you this anecdote, but on election day, or rather on inauguration day, I was listening to NPR, and a gentleman got on a professor of history to talk about. NATO and uh, U.S.-Russia relations and Baltic states and, you know, whatever, a little heady, you know, as he's getting into it, man, they obviously invited him on to fill some time because it was like 20 minutes till (laughs) the hour and not even a minute into it, they were like, well, we're going to have to leave it there Uh, and now we're going to uh, the limousine on the tarmac where Trump has yet to emerge. Sure. On radio, they do the same thing. They go on radio. On radio, they went to the runway, and then you know, after and ten seconds, s- they went into music. And then some poor knucklehead. Yeah. Well, they were trying to shut that guy down, and or yeah, because he had an alternate Trump. narrative. Nah. That's NPR, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, it's, every it's, every uh, and that's another part of the reason I think we've kind of crossed the Rubicon here is that uh, the the mediators the. the 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 people who are supposed to be the the referees, if you will, of all taken sides too. There mm-hmm. the, there is no neutral but, media but to bring. The side they've uh, taken is the uh, on the side of the establishment. They have they haven't they don't take they, they, they take these different seeming right left positions, but they're all siding with authoritarianism. And their goal, even though they often I think think they have more noble goals, is to make. Money. Well, no, it's to make it seem like what's happening is anti-authoritarian and and what what we want is – it's basically to, like I say, make the decisions for us. They they don't – you know, they don't trust – Certainly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The whole idea is to make the decisions for us. That's what the people are going to follow. Yeah, but I think that's you're too you're too right smart left. for the masses, man. You think people out there want to have individual choice? They'll tell you a thousand times a day they do. They'll go to war for it, but they don't want it. I, I think they don't might make want me choice, think. But what they are more afraid of, at least implicitly, is the truth. I think they're afraid of the truth because of the complexity that it entails and the chores that it will entail to stay up yeah. on the if truth. You, if you want to deal with the truth, then you have to. That's the whole cognitive dissonance. Yes. Your brain it's goes e- wacky trying to deal with reality. Sure. And it's, you it's have to react to and say. respond as opposed to have these preconceived notions. Which to survive or to stay in that, that yeah. new uh, you know, aquarium sure. you're swimming in. But, uh, but th- see, that's Camus, man. I mean, that's what it, it, you talk about 
the authoritarianism that led to uh, World War Two, and you know, to, well, shoot, I mean, let, let's not get into what caused World War Two, but it was but, the slaves, wasn't it? No, no, <laughs> states' rights. No, I got it. That's it. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, it was all about banking, uh, which it kind of was, but. Uh, well, it was not loaning Germany some cash after the World War One, really. But uh, no, the the point is that what Camus said is recognizing the absurdity of everything around us uh, is a necessary step. It should not be a dead end because it arouses the revolt that is fruitful, and that's what I think we'll see here in the next decade uh, is increasing kindling of that revolt that we need okay, against. I- <clears throat> Against what you're told. No, I agree, and I'm in favor, but I don't think we have what it takes to revolt. I just don't think we have the time, man. I think that... The, I think the, we're distracted, we're fat, we're lazy, we're happy. Yeah. We think I, we're unhappy, but we're happy. I, don't have, I mean, it's hot if I have to go all the way to Baton Rouge and spend outside, stand outside <laughs> and hold a sign. Yeah. Much less like spend an extended amount of time in a literal uh, fight for things. Yeah. I think we've... The we, the collective we is... is uh, there will be a revolt. There will be a revolt. There will be there will be active. There will be signs. Bad. There will be marches. We're seeing the beginning of it all now. People are getting engaged. They're yes. writing the letters. They're oh, doing yeah. the postcards. But at the end of the day, your your people who have the power are going to keep the power, and the people who have the power have that's the money. The middleman is your so-called representative, and the rest of us are just going to we're going to fight in the streets yeah. for the crumbs they allow us to have. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 going to be a pyrrhic victory, man. Because at the end of the day, it's the Thucydides line about what the Romans do. They go, they create a wasteland and they call it peace. Well, sure, that's what we're oh, going to have. I mean, the earth oh, is the earth is crying, yeah. man. The earth is like, yo, absolutely. I'm about to have to do something, y'all, because yeah. this ain't working. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely true. All those methane bubbles. Have you seen all this? That they, they, they have these permafrost is melting. And, oh yeah. And oh yeah, dude. That, there's some. There's a hypothesis called the clathrate gun. That because I haven't heard this. No, one. Oh, dude, it's it's truly apocalyptic. Uh, methane is thirty times more potent as a greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. That means right. that it will trap that photon that's bouncing around in our atmosphere for thirty times longer, uh-huh. which has you know whatever. If you if you believe in what we understand as science, uh, that means that the Earth as a whole's temperature will continue to rise. Like microwave. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that there might not be some feedback loop we hit if we're lucky where, you know, the ocean currents change enough to, to give us some more time or ocean salinity and acidity change in some way. That, But, I mean, the, the end result uh, is we're in a period of mass extinction, the sixth mass extinction yeah, on planet Earth. And, I agree. And I agree. if this clathrate gun hypothesis is true, we don't have the century we think we have. It's it's basically over. We we didn't act in time, and so we're gonna see like four C four centigrade rise. I've heard of a whole lot of talk that it's too late to stop it's too it late, now. Man. Yeah, that's really it's too late to stop it now, yeah. and that you better get your space suit and your breathing apparatus locked away. Yeah, and uh, your seed bank. <laughs> The whole seed bank idea means that you don't have salt water where your ground is now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then there's that. Where wow. are we going to go? Yeah. Where are we going to go? I like the idea, and this is unrelated to, uh, well, it's not unrelated at all, but I like the idea of these vertical uh, farming operations now yes. where you just take some pipes and fill them up with a little protein-rich water. Yep. Bada bing, bada boom. They're and, doing this uh, with skyscrapers in oh, other heck countries. yeah, that's my point. You can you can grow a ton of food in a 200-square-foot footprint. And if you have folks living there and you have, you know— 
water source, yeah. then you can create your own. I mean, it's, it's truly become self-sustained. Yeah, your own ecosystem right so there in cool. the neighborhood. Uh, yeah. They're building this thing uh, out on the Brobridge Highway. It's a, it's yeah, a, I know. Have I, you heard I, of this thing? Carmel, yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's a, a eighteen wheeler size thing, mm-hmm. and you pop it open, and it's like a pop up uh, farm. Imagine that, and, you know, yeah, scattered throughout the city, where you can go and get produce. Well, why not? Well, I mean that, but there you go. Why not? I mean, yeah. it's. I'll tell you why so not because it breaks down the economic structure from the big powers chain and it gets it back to the neighborhood. We can't have that. That money's got to be consolidated, man. Yeah, man. The yeah, farmers. It's, it's the, really, uh, it really is depressing when you look at it because it's all about this absence of philosophy. That's what's brought us to this place where you know we have so much and we have we have advanced technologically so far, and yet the organizational structures we're stuck with are these outmoded uh, you know 19th and 18th century institutions we're just not served by our current government i don't care how much you well, like we're not the served by the, you said it better it's better than our structure <laughs> our our government structure our societal structure the whole thing is a little whack for the tools that we have available now yeah i mean but it, it, and I, man, I hate to keep harping on it, but it always goes back to who owns the money part of this. That's why you pay too much to stay alive. And property. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you know, how, I mean, they literally, you have to pay too much to stay alive. Yeah. There are pharmaceuticals they can make for a dollar that will keep you alive, and they will say, you know, we got to have a thousand or a couple of you are going to have to die. <laughs> and they will let you die. I mean, you think, put that in real context. They will let you die to make more money. Yeah, and that's that's wrong on so many levels. Yeah, just, it, it, I don't want to live in a society that will knowingly, uh, blatantly, it's it's just short of pulling the the trigger and saying I'm going to just go ahead and kill you outright. But you could die slowly and painfully and much more expensively if I don't give you this drug. Yeah, and you don't have enough money. And what's money at the end of the day? Or, or, you know, it's yeah. energy, slow moving energy, a resource. Uh, well, it's Certainly a, it's a made-up value assessment, and at the end of the day, people's lives are, are only worth so much money depending on who has the life-saving elixir. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, the actuarial tables, you definitely go look and see how much you're worth. Probably isn't much. I hate to think of the actuarial <clears throat> tables, but they govern a whole lot of expense. Yeah, but, that, but the, it comes back to our inability to use current technology to assess current value i mean because really if you look at it uh we're worth more than the actuarial tables would say if only because one in ten thousand of us are going to come up with the next thing that's going to further prove that there is such thing as a free lunch there there are ways that you can get more energy out of a system than you put in well there i I think there are ways that as humans if we work together we could get out more energy than we put in of course i think that's why humans are the unique species they are we can we can't add value to our existence on Earth. Uh, other people, maybe they get a net value. They add food, you know, they die, we eat. But we're at the top of the food chain. We have to be added value. And <laughs> one of the reasons we're not added value and we're degrading the system instead yeah. of making it better is because we're combative with each other and we're polarized. And that goes back to tribal instinct when there, there's only two tribes and one pole of air to eat. Yeah. You know, they had to duke it out. Well, that's old school. We don't have, yeah, we got all the polar bears we want. It doesn't us in our current paradigm i mean we yeah tribalism uh <clears throat> deserves to be uh listed with the relics of the past you know something to be learned from that's deep psychology though man i mean we uh 
you were in with a tribe of your own kind here, even in town. You know, <laughs> we you automatically gravitate gravitate sort of to your tribe, or who's who's going to protect your interests, and that goes to your party or your tribe and your people. And you, know, you get exiled from your tribe, your family is it's not all that complex. We're all into a system that you think we're smart enough to break. I'm more negative. I don't think we're smart enough to break it. I think it's breakable. I just don't think the collective we uh, has the willpower. I won't even say smart. I think we're smart. I don't think we have the willpower or the desire to do what it takes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I worry that we just don't have the time. I mean, I think we I think we could eventually. I, you know, you give it – it's the uh, Stephen Hawking line about, you know, you have an infinite number of monkeys typing on an infinite number of – Typewriters. One of them is going to start cranking out Shakespeare. But, <laughs> Something's going to hit. But yeah, we we just you know we're coming to these different uh, endpoints. Uh, number one, just the the ability of the Earth to provide, and, and and that doesn't even. I'm not worried about overpopulation. We're not going to reach. Oh, we're not going to hold on. We can't screw that fast. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the the uh, yeah. Well, and, and as you know, uh, I mean, the whole reason. This is the funny thing. The whole reason for uh, uh, population stabilization is civilization when you have uh you know all that you need at your fingertips and you can provide for yourself and your family well you don't have two people making two people it just no longer happens because not everybody wants to have kids and somebody might want to have three or five kids but it's going to be leveled out by the law of averages and you're going to have you know two people making one point whatever kids you know everything would be great if we could just act accurately state our problems well our problems go back to my problem and your problem i don't want to hear your problem minus over (laughs) overrides yours no matter what and we're on opposite sides therefore you are evil and i have to defeat you i can't even let you go your own way i have to beat you because i'm still stuck in the idea that there's only one polar bear and there's two tribes i was trying to get it and that's instinctual man no it is uh, i have to work hard uh, and I, I admitted this before to our massive audience that uh, I almost always react based on the source. And then when I find out that the source wasn't who I thought it was, it's like, God, dog, man, maybe I don't believe we should do that anymore. I thought that was one of our guys. That was one of their guys. Yeah. And that, and I literally go through this whole thing like, well, what the fuck do I believe? Uh, <laughs> And I'm super guilty of that. And I'm in the business but of paying attention. But that's good, though. I mean, that's good yeah, that, but I'm, that I'm, you're... I'm, that you're yeah. Uh, uh, able to change your view, even if your view was, you know, picked up maybe in haste. Uh, I pick a lot up in haste. I'm a, I'm a headline reader and decision maker, and that's a real bad thing to be. <laughs> hey, man. We, we, we hate to blow time. your cool, but we're way over time for the endurance level of our audience. I <laughs> hope uh, some of y'all stuck around for the whole thing. Thank you, Ed. Actually, we're up to the point now where we're going to start publishing these things. Okay, good. And at the end, we'll have a www where you can reach us. We don't have one yet, but we will before you hear this. That RSS feed, y'all got to sign up. Yeah, yeah. Subscribe. You well, can hit the subscribe button, which is on that page you're looking at somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> I don't know how all that works. Hopefully you didn't tab out and zone out on, on Reddit, but if so, I understand. Uh, but, but I would like to add one final thought from one of my favorite authors, uh, D.F. Wallace, who says, this speaks to our discussion on tribalism, everyone is the same and that deep down they feel imperially unique. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. We all just want to feel different, man. We want to feel like That's one of the reasons that the... 
the the people that are reacting the way they're reacting now, a lot of both sides are reacting to exert their sense of power. Mm. I have this opinion because my, uh, yes, and it's about them. It's about them. Oh yeah. And I have to exert my position in this whole thing. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Next week, our topic is, what are you going to talk about next week? we got to leave it there. I would love to talk about psychology. And, what and do you say? Why don't we talk about the wall next week? <laughs> yeah, we didn't I'm talk about we it today. i away from that. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I'm always down for American foreign policy. You know, I uh, just love Yeah, but you understand all that foreign policy. I'm still going north and south, man. The war of northern aggression is not solved for me. So, uh, the Daughters of the Confederacy. We'll talk about moving that monument or, uh, no, that's too I local. I would love to oh, talk have an about international the General one. Mouton statue because I probably have a different view on you on that. Okay, you. we'll talk about the okay. Alfred Mouton statue. Uh, whenever you hear this, it'll be at the same time next week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>